Hello, listener, and welcome to Unclever. I'm Blake, along with Todd and Alex, and this is our show about a large variety of topics. We invite you to browse through all of our previous episodes, and we are sure that you will find something to your liking. If not, we'd like to thank you, and we ask you to just listen anyway. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Unclever Podcast, or you can reach us by email at uncleverguys at gmail.com. That's uncleverguys at gmail.com. And now on with the show. And welcome to Unclever. Glad to have you guys with us today. Um, before I introduce our topic, if my math is correct, actually, I don't think it is. I think it was the last episode. Would be our 20th episode. Yeah. I think it was the last one because I think last time we recorded, we were up to 19. So you missed that one, buddy. But you welcome just... to our 21st episode. <laughs> you could have just kept it and then reordered them. Our, our, podcast, <laughs> yeah. our podcast is now the legal age. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I didn't think we would make it past a baker's dozen. That was my goal. <laughs> I just love saying baker's dozen, though, for real. That's, it, it is fun. I love saying that. So, uh, yeah, I keep, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully this thing keeps churning away. We keep making the big bucks. We'll be in good shape. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but today, uh, we got an interesting topic to talk about. This is something I've wanted to talk about since we started because uh, I just like talking about the future. Yeah. So. I'm more of a past guy. <laughs> our, our topic for today. I, can't, I like to stay where my feet are at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> our topic for today is the electric automobile, electric cars, and autonomous driving. And uh, so do y'all have any like really hot takes just right out of the gate? I'm all over the map on this. I'm really curious on Todd's opinion because of his vocation. Yeah, because I'm Mm -hmm. a mechanic. uh, And that's part of the reason I'm all over the map. Like, I don't want to learn it. I heard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I was curious about your opinion too. And, you know, or did, you know, about NASCAR going all electric by 2024. You heard all that. Yeah. No, I I just No, no, like they, not 2024, but they. (laughs) I mean, are they going to have like an electric series? Uh, the next, the the car, the new car for this year has, uh, it's built for additional things to be put on to make them hybrids. So they are going in that direction. I was totally joking. Just trying I, to get I know, a rise. I know. I was trying to get a rise. I know, but that's a, the, the thing for me is, as far as being a mechanic, I've, I've been doing this for over a decade now. And... I got 25 to 30 more years of doing it. Well, if at the end of my career, by that time, everything's changing over to electrical. Yeah. Like everything. I, I, about- might, I might be too old to learn it. Yeah. I mean, like legitimately. Yeah. By that, by my sixties, I might be too old to really grasp your brain. Your brain's going to lose a little bit of power. Yeah. So I, I can I feel it now. Yeah. In so, my thirties. So I don't, that, that's kind of scary to me. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's really cool that we have this kind of technology, you right. know? but I think that that technology can also be dangerous. Yeah. So I'm all over the place, all over the place. Hmm. So I've got some interesting information on that, some stats on electric cars and, uh, you know, car manufacturers are estimating that by 2030, 
half of vehicles that are sold will be electric. You want my opinion on that? I think that's garbage. <laughs> you think it'll be? I think it'll be less than that. I do too. A lot less. Yeah. I think it'll be, unless there's a, there, there would have to be a major change in regards to gas prices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's not, then that's going to happen much, much sooner. I also feel like the more, the more uh, electric cars are sold, okay, we just keep churning them out. If they really get to a peak where they're moving a lot of them, they're going to get to a point where they can't keep up with the demand because they can't harvest the stuff they need for the batteries in these things. Hmm. Well, I got some information on that as well. So uh, I like that word harvest that you use. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you hear a dull roar, it's because we just we're just got blessed with a rain shower over our head. It so, is anyway, um, you know the the exponential growth of that is what's crazy. And when something starts growing exponentially, it's like, that's kind of what's scary about it because you don't know how, you know, at what point does it stop multiplying in the speed of its growth? Right. Because does it, does it kind of, it's, and that makes it very hard to predict Mm -hmm. when it overtakes basically. Uh, because, and to give you an idea on the exponential growth, electric cars, accounted for less than 1%, like fractions of a percent of overall total car sales until the year 2017 was the first year they eclipsed 1% of total car sales. How about that? What are they now? So by 2021, from 2017 to 2021, so four years, it went from right at 1% in 2017 was the first time it eclipsed 1%. And by 2021, uh, it was just under 9% of total car sales. So even though that's still not a huge number, that's still a big jump. Yeah. But I feel like you can attribute that to one manufacturer. Mm, yeah. Well, but that's the, the, the thing. The gigantic rise you're talking about. Yeah. Tesla making them affordable for people. Right. But because, Relatively. Right. But because because there was such a, a big jump in the, in the total number or the total percentage of, of overall car sales because, and now you couple that with, you know, the pandemic and, uh, you get like steep rise in gas prices and, uh, some, some, there's a lot of estimates now saying that by the end of 2022, that that number is going to be minimum 15%, possibly as high as 20% of total car sales. Six months from now. Yes. That's what you're talking about. Yes. So, but let me go back then. Todd says no way that we're over half by 2030. Mm-hmm. And you're saying you don't think, you think it'll happen sooner or no way? Wait, you, you're saying it won't be? No, it won't be. By 2030, it won't be half. No. And you're saying that it's going to be okay, more. You, you think it's going to be more than that? I think it's going to be less than that. No, I think by 2030, it's going to be, yeah, it, it'll be, it, it'll possibly be 70 to 80% of total car sales. Hmm. And I, and I, and there's a reason I think that we'll get into, uh, well, why don't we just talk about that? Yeah. Like, what's the reasons, right? Why, why, why such an exodus or not? I guess it's not a huge, exodus, but why, why are more percentage of people flocking towards electric cars? Uh, I mean, the obvious answer is gas prices, but I think a lot to do with it is the way they've marketed it. Yeah. The marketing has been phenomenal. I mean, you, you can't go on any social media platform and not see somebody showing what their electric car can do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, they're, 
I think that's true, like the product itself, but also just how they're marketed as being so cost effective. Mm-hmm. Because if one thing that has to happen is the price of the electric car has to come down. Yeah. And that will happen. I mean, it's already happening. It's already happening quite a bit. But the, you know, they're, the cost of charging versus the cost of putting, you know, gas in the car, the cost of maintenance, you don't have to get an oil change. Like there's no point to get, like you, there is no oil. You yeah. don't need an oil change. So I understand that you might have to replace batteries and things like that. Yeah. But once that battery goes, you might, it's probably going to be like, but here's the thing, get a new car. Here's the thing. That's what everyone who's anti electric cars says that, but there's very little data to back that up. Like, not that the batteries aren't expensive. They're definitely yeah. expensive. The problem is like the packs that Tesla has put, been, been putting in cars for about the past three years are estimated to be million-mile battery packs. Now, show me a car that's got a million miles on it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can only think of some old school buses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those school buses up uh, that run people to the Ocoee River. Yeah. <laughs> just going like 55 and a 20. Million miles. <laughs> so, the yeah, the cost of charging, cost of maintenance is less. And then on top of that, the government's sitting there with a tax incentive. Yeah. Saying we'll give you seventy five hundred dollars in some cases twelve thousand to buy that car. That don't seem right, Blake. I don't like that at all. But they're doing <laughs> it. I know they're doing it, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it and and then on top of that, like more so to the marketing part that you were talking about is they're fun to drive. Yeah, yeah, like, they are. Have you have you I've guys driven, driven one? But I can. Oh, see you haven't. Okay. No, I've I've driven a an electric go kart in one of those indoor. Yeah, like and just the feel of how quickly the torque goes from zero to just That's you're what, going. I, we don't have an electric car; we got a hybrid. But the difference in that, yeah, is like when I hit the gas, I'm going. There's, there's no, no lag. There's no build up to speed. Right, we're immediate. Yeah, yeah. It, it and it's because all your, yeah, like the torque, all your right. your power's on the road, mm-hmm. like it's touching the road. That's yeah. that's a huge difference. Um, and then. You know, lastly, which is the hardest sell, especially for conservatives, is the environmental side of it. Mm-hmm. But people who are more liberal, they'll see the, they'll see that as a massive perk. And then, and then there's you get into like these never-ending cyclical debates of like, okay, well, what, what creates you know more pollution and things like that? Is it, is it you know cars burning gas or is it, is it the Harvesting cobalt. Manufacturing of the batteries. I think it's social media. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I actually was reading something a couple of days ago. I can't remember what website it was, but it was an article arguing that uh, you could actually reduce emissions more by putting more newer diesel engines on the road than electric cars. Hmm. Because of the laws that were passed in 2007, Y'all, y'all remember in the early 2000s, 90s, when you're growing up, anytime you saw a diesel rolling down the road, it was blowing black smoke. Oh, yeah. I remember that. You never see that anymore. I've never thought about it, but you're right. And it's because of all this, all these modifications that were made. They just have really strict emission standards? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's all kinds of extra equipment that these trucks have on them now that keep all those emissions down. Hmm. I, yeah, I didn't know that. I, now that you mention it. I can picture them when I was a kid. Black <laughs> smoke <laughs> rolling everywhere. Had to be good for you. <laughs> uh, another thing that's obviously seen as one of the major advantages by some people, not to everyone, but um, 
is autonomous driving. That is the scary part to me. You're worried that someone's going to hack the mother brain. Not worried. That will happen. (laughs) If you think it won't, that's... They have more, but so the goal would be is to get ahead of AI, right? And like build fail safes in, build multiple layers of redundancy. Yeah. There's a guy that I see anytime they post like picture of the robot dogs or whatever yeah. doing stuff. He just watch any movie ever, please. I beg you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that, really, get yeah. Ahead of the AI. that really is yeah, the scary I'm part. Not. And it's not, I mean, I'm thinking like terrorism, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, if we're talking about half the cars. By 2030, somebody hacks into a system, a lot of cars are going to wreck. There was a lot of that in one of the more recent Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, but see, I think, I think these same kind of conversations were had about electricity at some point. What happens when somebody sticks a fork in this and da-da-da? You know, and it's like, well, that's why we have a breaker panel, and that's why we have breakers in the panel, and that's why it has a main breaker, and that's why the grid can shut down. This, this, is, this is what I'm saying, Blake. I have never had a phone, a TV, a computer, or something electronic that didn't glitch at some point. Even if it was just a little glitch, yeah. Oh, my TV just turned off randomly. So there will be problems. The yeah. more the more cars that are out there that are being driven by themselves, there's going to be problems. Yeah, but just because your TV turns off by itself doesn't mean that it shoots across the room and takes your head off. That'd be pretty wild. My <laughs> argument is there's probably something that's going to go wrong, but that's more of a feature than a bug to me. <laughs> just waiting. Well, well, I'm going to have a wreck at some point. At least if it's an autonomous car. I'm not. Pro- it, they, it did it. Yeah. It wasn't me. Right. I was over there reading a book yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, there, there's going to be a threshold that they reach with autonomous driving where it, you know, because the system is basically training itself as it's riding the AI is training itself. So like all the cars in different scenarios and it's sending information back. I mean, it's how we do now to fix bugs in operating systems on yeah. computers. So it's like it sends information back, and and then they see, oh, we didn't account for this particular situation, and then the system gets smarter and smarter, and it starts getting exponentially smarter because every mile that's driven, they're learning. Does that make you feel safer or more terrified, Todd? <laughs> Absolutely terrified. It's learning from itself. It's learning. Something we created is learning from itself. Well, and it, and it, it's removing, but eventually it reaches that threshold where it's safer than a human behind the wheel. Or human Number wise. And then at that point, then we start getting into really dicey territory where we have to, we have to make hard decisions because roughly on average around ish plus or minus a few, around 40,000 people a year die in the United States in a car accident. Okay. So when we we reach that threshold where it's like, okay, if we went all autonomous, only 20,000 people would die. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But we're not willing to make that sacrifice because then that means 20,000 people will die that had no control over it. I think that's the, the, what you just said is the key thing. People like control. Yep. And they would rather keep control than, I don't want to say save 20,000 lives. That makes sense. That feels like a a terrible sentence to say out loud, but but people prefer control. Like for me, I don't care. Like if they, if I had a car that could drive itself, I'm all for it. Cause I'm just, I'm all about efficiency. The more things I can do at the same time, the better. If I could like work or read or whatever while the car is driving itself, I'm cool with that. I like to brush my teeth in the shower. I don't like to make that a separate thing. All things at one time. That's what I want. So (laughs) right on. I, do y'all ever think about this of like, Man, it would be nice if we could go back in time and redo this thing. Redo what? Redo the infrastructure. The first part of that sentence sounds like something that the cars are going to say to each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Don't you guys feel like it would be better if we could go redo this These thing? These things are going to like growing eyeballs. It's gonna be. I think y'all are way more scared of this than I am. I think, I'm not scared. Okay, there's two parts. That there, there. I realize this thing's got like there was. I was listening to an interview once with uh, Elon, and he said, he said he was talking about people using uh, the Tesla, uh, Tesla rideshare service, sort of like an Uber. Yeah. So it's like you get in your Tesla, you drive to work, but then you put then your car goes out and makes money for you. Or let me let me rephrase I like that. that. What you get in your car and you don't drive to work, you ride to work in your car, and then when you get there, you you've enrolled your car in Tesla rideshare. So while you're in office in your office doing whatever, your car can be out there functioning as an Uber, making money for you. I'm sold. As a just driving itself. Driving itself. No, that's no, that's crazy. Well, it, they're doing it now. Not not with Teslas necessarily, no. but they're the mm-hmm. Waymo. The Waymo, that they've got those going in, uh, I think it's in Phoenix, Arizona, and they have driverless taxis that will just pull up and get you. I feel like Todd's doing the math in his head right now. How long before the car goes and parks itself in the garage, and then I'm out there working for it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that's happening right exactly. now. But the, there's probably one of the scariest comments that, er, that I ever heard in regards to this is Elon was being, he was given a presentation about it, about how you'll be able to enroll your Tesla into a Tesla rideshare program. And it's basically like it, you've just employed an Uber driver that goes and makes money for you while you're at work. Yeah. Well, then they asked him. So as far as the software behind that, you know, because Tesla's will update over the air, their software. And so <laughs> someone from the crowd asked about that. And his response was, yeah, it'll just be an over the air update. Once the rideshare service is available, you'll be able to download the app set all your parameters because you know you want your car back at this place by whatever particular time. And you can create all sorts of, you know, your, your custom setup, how you need it for your life to function. But, uh, in order for the car to get that update and be enrolled in it, it'll receive an update over the air. And he said, and his quote was, I quote, yes, we'll just push out the update one night. And then the next morning, the fleet will wake up. (laughs) The hair on the back of my neck, the fleet will wake up, stood up. Now that's freaky. Watch any movie ever, please. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. But what I meant by if you could go back in time was the infrastructure is what's causing the problem. For instance, think about this: if we had, if we, if there were no roads, if all need roads, <laughs> yeah, Doc Brown. <laughs> we, if, if if there were no roads, if if we only had a rail system, because I I, I would. I would venture to guess that both of you, if you went to Disneyland and got on the monorail and you found out that it was automated, it wouldn't bother you. It wouldn't bother me at all. No. You see what I'm saying? So if we could go back in time and instead of putting in roads, put in a rail system, but we would have the technology that we do now. But see, you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Then people could have essentially like little pods where they could get in and be transported around. And think about how how much more efficient that would be as far as one is, it'd be way cheaper to lay some rails than it would be to build a road. Mm-hmm. As far as it's true. Yeah. Everything. You don't have to have as much space between lanes, parking garages. Think about how f- efficiently you could park like pods on a rail inside of a parking deck. I thought about this a lot. I just need a time machine. Just got to find one. Uh, no, but they, the, did you know that exists? That is called a, uh, trains. No, <laughs> an automated like rail pod system like that. Where's yeah. it at? 
It's it, this will blow your minds. University of West Virginia. Really? University Where? of West Virginia hey. has what's called the a, Mountaineers. Yes, it's called it's it's called a PRT. It's a personal rapid transit. So it's a small pod will hold like anywhere from four to six people. And you get in and say, yeah, I want to go to the humanities building. You could have given me a hundred guesses. And, and you I would never ne- guess that. <laughs> you could have told me, Alex, you, I mean, it's at a university. Here are a hundred guesses. I would have never <laughs> no. guessed West Virginia. I know. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Colgate would have been in there. All yeah. kinds of crazy. Yeah. Not them fools that are burning couches after they win a football game. <laughs> That's the terminology for that, though, is the personal rapid transit system. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is y'all are fully sold on the fact that our, we have the technology now that if that infrastructure was in place, like that would be the superior thing to do. But the problem is our infrastructure is so established. You see, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. So you can't. It's tough to put the genie back in the bottle. That's right. Yeah. Because it all happened when the combustion engine was invented. Because when the combustion engine got invented, then it was like, well, why would I? Because there were already steam engines. Mm. Yeah. So it was like, why would now we don't have to go on the train track? Right. Now we can go. Who invented the combustion engine? Oh, I don't know. I think there's probably like multiple people tied to that. Yeah, I was about yeah. to blame somebody. Blame <laughs> Henry Ford. So, so, so you got, but once the engine was there, now you can just get in a vehicle and it has its own tires. And to them, to you know, that yeah. was. That was I, innovation yeah, at it its is. best. Because yeah. now we can go anywhere, any direction. Mm-hmm. We can go over that hill or that hill. We can go whatever we want. Anyway. I like that. I mean, I'd be, I would be fine if I never had to drive again a day in my life. Do you guys enjoy driving? Well, and that's the thing. I do. You, I, not, not all the time, yeah. but I do. I think that people would find more enjoyment in driving if you weren't allowed to drive on a road. That scares some people. When I say I would fully embrace and this is tricky. This is tricky. I I get it because we're talking about personal freedoms and stuff. But maybe I shouldn't say fully embrace. It's a tricky situation. But I think that I would probably embrace the idea of it's illegal to drive your car on the road. You're not with me on that. No, I'm way off. <laughs> that, yeah. I have a feeling that 99% of our listeners are off on that. They don't. Uh, yeah. They do not agree with no. me. Who's no, driving right. on the roads? Why do we have them if it's illegal? Well, what I'm saying is your car, your car must dr- your car has to drive you on the road. Dri- must drive oh, itself on the road to, because to go because the thing about it is is once you introduce human error into the equation, then it 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 throws you know, it's like one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. It throws everything off. Yeah. But what I'm saying though is then I think people would actually drive enjoy driving more because then you would be able to do it for recreational purposes. There would be certain roads that you could drive on or racetracks or outdoor places where you could go four wheel driving and stuff like that. And I get it. That's a whole personal freedoms conversation. But like to me as a guy who has a 16 year old daughter, like, man, I'd much rather put her in a pod and hit the button. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just saying I was a terrible, I was not a good driver at 16. I'm not a great one now, but I was terrible at 16. I think a lot of people believe that they're great drivers but they're not oh very like, few. That, that's a very everybody yeah. thinks they're the best driver but most people are terrible at it but have you ever have you ever sit and thought about a world in which very uh, or how many industries would be impacted if if you lived in a world where there were no car accidents a lot it would actually eliminate a lot of jobs yeah you wouldn't need as many uh paramedics mm-hmm 
Wouldn't Firefighters. Auto body shops. Yeah. Uh, there would be no need for car insurance. Yeah. I don't hate that. <laughs> and, and not, not, it wouldn't maybe totally eliminate it. There might still be a need there, but it would be greatly yeah. reduced. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about too. Like having a, if you're in an accident and I'm like, if I could blame somebody else for it, as opposed to me, like if I could blame the machine I'm driving, I'm all for it. Um, but like I was thinking if I was in an accident and it was caused by the software, or whatever, there's no way that the company that you buy the car from is not going to like have to cover that somehow. Yeah. I just don't see any way that they would sell it without that. And so. You may hit real close to home. If there's no such thing as car accidents, if it's all autonomous driving on the road, then that means there's also autonomous trucks and freight. Mm-hmm. How about that? You don't like it, do you? I don't you? like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Because that, that, there goes so many jobs. Well, so. How many jobs would this create, you think? I, it would create Do you think jobs. it would cancel out? No. No. No, not even close. No way. It, it, it would, yeah, it would be 25%. It, it'd be a 75%, you know, trade-off. Decrease, yeah. Well, so what, it, uh, let me ask you this then. Um, well, did I scare you? No. Okay. I mean, you've already known all this. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm not breaking news <laughs> to you, but I'm just saying like wording it that way, does that make you nervous at all? No, because I don't think it's going. I don't. Think you don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to see that ever. I don't think the people in this room will see that. Really? Yeah. I just don't. I, I think I disagree. <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> Agree to disagree. And let me give you some reasons why I disagree. Because I guess what I'm saying is, what's keeping us from getting from where we are now to there? And I guess I think it's one thing. What's that? Well, I think it's a number of things, but I think there's one major thing that's keeping. What do you think? I don't know what your opinion is. Uh, what you think? I just think there's there's more people like me than you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> that's what I think. And I think with the value of the dollar going way way down like it is, please don't 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 take don't take it as a, like I'm not like the super fan of autonomous driving or something. <laughs> I'm not over here just like. I'm not over here just be like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Like, I can't wait till nobody can drive or, I, you know. Gets up every morning. Can everybody drive today? Oh. Yeah. I'm not, well, I'm not going to be like when, when cars, because again, I think the infrastructure, I don't think they'll ever be able to, I think it will be a long time. Like we, I, I agree with you. We, we will probably never live in a world where it is illegal. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we will see. No, I don't think we'll, we'll see that. No. Because what would have to happen at that point would have, there would have to be electric cars would have to be the vast majority of cars on the road. Mm-hmm. Very few, you know, um, combustion engine cars. And then there would have to probably be some major, major issue, um, you know, things that happened involving combustion cars to kind of spur that to go forward, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I don't think that we're headed there. And I think that. The idea right now, again, going back to the infrastructure thing, I think that the idea with electric car manufacturers is not to eliminate combustion engine cars on the road, but it's just to deal with them. Like, so in other words, they're, they're accounting for human error to take place. Like they know, Hey, you may just, for whatever reason, this guy over here beside me may just try to cut me off or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so they're trying to account for all that. That's what they're doing. So I don't, I don't think their goal is to 
in any way make it illegal for people to drive on the road. They're just trying to make it safe for their car when that's happening. Does that make sense? I got you. And so I'm, I'm kind of in that camp. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I would never want to take away somebody's personal freedom. I would, like, I, would, I wouldn't be wanting to push that, like, politically or anything, mm-hmm. to take away somebody's personal freedom to drive. I would just want whatever car I was in to be so much better driver than I was. That, and that, I think that that's coming really quickly. I think I think we're getting to a place really quickly where that electric vehicle with all of the cameras mm-hmm. and sensors and LIDAR and all that will be more capable than any human on the road and be more capable in the instance that a human interferes with it than another human sitting behind the wheel would be. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm I'm cool with it getting to that point because we can't change the infrastructure. You know? Yeah. We can't we can't go back. But the thing that I think that's holding us back is batteries batteries mm-hmm. it's always batteries man not included yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> i think that's what's holding it back how because i i don't think in the same way that we haven't re- reached the threshold where everybody says okay it's it's you cannot argue that it, it, it has to reach a threshold where someone says okay i can't argue against real numbers Letting the car drive itself is way safer. Like, we haven't necessarily reached that, but I think we're going to quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just, as I'm saying, it has to be, it has to be indefensible. Like, it's just a slam dunk case is to say that the car's safer. In the same way, it has to be overwhelmingly saying, oh, it's just better to drive a car with a battery. Does that make sense? What I mean is like range and things like that. In other words, whoever makes the next big breakthrough in batteries is going to run the world. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You, you, basically, what you're saying is we don't have the batteries that are capable of doing what you're describing yet, but we will. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it, it's more about range, I think, than anything. For Like most cars go how far when you fill them up with gas. I mean, I know it depends on the car, but like what's... I'd say like... Four to five hundred miles. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So five hundred is going to be about max. And so we do have battery packs that will that will go that far, but this, there's not many of them. And that cost effective? They're they're not extremely cost effective, and there's there's just not there's not that many of them. And the recharge time that's 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 probably that figure is probably with like all kinds of systems turned off on the vehicle. Like you're not running AC. Right. Well, Stuff and like that's that. the thing. So, like, for trucks. Trucks is a big thing right now that's trying to go electric, but they can't really. And the reason is because when you start hauling something, it sends that battery plumbing. Oh, yeah. yeah like, you get half the range. Yeah. Because you're pulling something. And so oh, There's been a prototype for a Tesla truck that can supposedly just pull a crazy amount of weight yeah, for over five years. So, well, that, that the, tells yeah, you the, something. The cyber truck. They're, well, yeah. they're, they're having... It, no, I'm talking about, like, a freight truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freight truck. Yeah. Right. So, I... And... Yeah, exactly. So when you start pulling that kind of weight, it just – but they'll be able to put an exponential or a lot of – a huge amount of batteries in that mm-hmm. to try to support that. Um, but recharge time is also a problem because there just needs to be a breakthrough in battery technology. And there there is, but it's not it's, – it's not a breakthrough to the point of, okay, now they can manufacture them. And they, they, they haven't crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. So, like, they're – there's um, like graphene batteries, solid state batteries. Solid state batteries will, decreases the weight 
of a battery with it, if you compare apples to apples, yeah. by about 30 to 35%. So, you know, like lithium already did that over like NICAD, and now we're going to mm-hmm. do it again. And uh, But it also increases the energy in that same amount by like 50%. Some people say 80%, but at least 50% increases energy. So, and they recharge. The main thing with a solid-state battery this is just new batteries that are coming down the pipe. They recharge super, super fast, super fast. And, and that's, that's got to be a thing too. So you, you can charge like the, what, the equivalent of what would be used in an electric car, you can charge one from zero to 80% in about 15 minutes. I mean, you spend that much time at a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm talking about. We've got to like that part of the electric cars has got to, got to catch up and, so if you imagine a battery that weighs three quarters of what our current lightest weight batteries weigh. Okay. So imagine a battery weighs three quarters of what it weighs, but it also produces more energy in that smaller space. Then that means you can put more batteries in the same yeah. size pack mm. that's going into EV and those, you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So now, you know, equal number of batteries is going to, if you take equal number of batteries, they all produce more energy. And then you, you, up that number of batteries that fits in that same size pack. So the same size pack is going to produce, you know, 50% yeah. more range. So, and, you know, and in some places, a hundred percent more range, just depending on the vehicle. So if we've got, if we have electric vehicles now that'll go three to 400 miles. And like I said, in some crazy instances, they can make one go 500 miles with like a massive pack and a small car. Mm-hmm. Like when you have that breakthrough in battery technology, now we're talking about, extending an electric vehicle well beyond any gasoline vehicle. Like you could have electric vehicles that can easily go six to 800 miles yeah. on a charge. That's a game changer. All I, all I think about, <laughs> I feel like y'all are having a hard time staying awake. I'm just, I'm thinking how qu- I'm going to go like type in my phone, start battery company. No, I, all I'm thinking about is this is like autonomous driving is the first step to, of sending up like the people out in space in Wally. You ever seen that, seen that movie? Yeah. Just sitting in a chair, can't even walk. That's where we're headed. Yeah. Maybe so. But it'd be nice to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, not that. It'd be nice not to have pump gas. <laughs> it'd be nice to get in a car and or get in a little pod and have it just shoot you across town or whatever. I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel like we rely on technology and Too screens much and stuff so much. And now, now we got cars that are driving us around. It's just it's crazy to me. There needs to be pushback. There really does. There yeah. needs to be pushback because the pushback is just going to make, when we finally do get something, it's going to make it better Yeah. if there's heavy pushback. That's what I'm saying. It has to reach a point to where it's like, okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, of <laughs> of, a, of a, dad, a dad of teenagers, yeah. like, I'm like, man, I really hoped we would have, like, Cars will drive themselves. Yeah. Teleporters, not even a car. Just right. Like, yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, y'all are like me. You grew up in that era where it's like a lot of people got hurt or killed in car accidents. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, I mean, just living in an area like we do, kids, if they're driving, they're not just driving a couple of blocks away. That's you right. Yeah. They're having to drive miles everywhere they go. Yeah, in rural areas yeah. on not great roads right. sometimes and things like that. No Generously no, no lit roads. There's no yeah, no lit road roads. around here that is lit up, and you don't know when whatever's going to run out in right. front of you. So, so that, I, get, I get that. I mean, anyway, that's all I got. Back to the <laughs> back to the uh, the rails. 
the Rails discussion, it, it is awesome to me that we still use Rails, like roads that have been around for over 100 years to haul freight on. Yeah. Is that not it cool, is. y'all? That's, that's awesome. Like, I see a train, I'm like, man, yeah, we still doing that. That's a train line. We still doing that, man. <laughs> I like trains. I do, too. I like They're pretty cool. <laughs> I could right. see myself being the, the old retired guy with a huge room with model trains in it. <laughs> I could see you Big, doing that as well. Yeah. Giant diorama of the town. <laughs> yeah. You're going to build corner. I mean, well, <laughs> somebody comes and moves something, you just irate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say about it. I think I've rained at y'all about it a lot, so I apologize for that. But any other thoughts? We're good. All right. Well, I don't think Todd's going to be lining up to build him or buy an electric <laughs> no. car anytime soon. No, no, no. Thanks a lot, Thomas Edison. Gas, pri- <laughs> wait, gas prices are $10 a gallon. You, you buy an electric car? I probably have to at that point. <laughs> <laughs>